The Oregon football coaching staff is complete. So who are these guys, and why should Duck fans be excited about their potential? Plus, the transfer portal has been popping all year, and it's not going to stop. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm Spencer McLaughlin, your host. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks every single day. Remember to like and subscribe if you have not already. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. Always appreciate that. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. So we have got a staff, top to bottom. They have been filled out. Some names you probably won't hear very often, but some names are pretty significant. And I told you on yesterday's show that I would do sort of a a deep dive on who these guys are and whether or not we should feel good about these hires. I think we should feel good about just about all of them. Frankly, I don't have one that I'm kind of even questioning. There's a lot of good things to say, but I want to keep you informed and up to date on who they are and why they should have Duck fans feeling so, so good right now as Dan Lanning is still coaching. He's still got one more game left in his season, so remember he's not even the full-time guy yet, but they've already been making offers as a staff to kids in future classes and getting coaches from other places and putting it together starting to look good so also Bo Nix arrived on campus for the first time yesterday that was uh that was a nice thing to see he looked very happy to be there how could you not Oregon's campus pretty darn nice but so Bo Nix has officially arrived on that note with the quarterbacks Robbie Ashford has entered the transfer portal I said a couple weeks ago that was probably going to happen for one or two of the young quarterbacks that we see on the roster behind Bo Nix. Ashford is the first one to get in there. We will see if after spring ball, either Jay Butterfield or Ty Thompson does as well. But that was to be expected. Wish nothing but the best for Robbie Ashford. Talked to his mom before in Twitter spaces. She's very, very nice. And I wish them all the success that they seek as he looks for a different school. I don't think it's official yet as I'm recording this, but I've seen reports that indicate he is going to be leaving the University of Oregon, which is totally understandable. Okay, let's get to the staff. So the offensive coordinator is Kenny Dillingham, who, by the way, is great on Twitter. (laughs) I don't know if you follow him, um, but he was going nuts during the Georgia-Michigan game, and he was tweeting all sorts of stuff about Dan Lanning and Matt Duck fans. You should be excited to have this guy as your coach. Just go look at his tweets during that game. You'll see what I mean. Um, so I, I like that element of him, you know, being very personable and active and having personality. I think that's a good thing for coaches in the recruiting space. But he was at Florida State for the last two years, Auburn before that, Memphis before that. He was on the same staff as Dan Lanning when they were at Memphis under Mike Norvell and the Tigers. So, you know, I think that based on what I have watched yet, I haven't done you know, a full film breakdown of what sort of offense he runs. But from what I have seen, we should expect to see a lot of quarterback movement, which is why Bo Nix will probably end up being a pretty good fit. Ty Thompson recruited as a pocket passer. Doesn't mean he's not athletic. 
but Bo Nix, I think, is going to fit what Dillingham wants to do very well. He does a lot of the same RPO stuff that Joe Moorhead has done the last couple of years, which involves the quarterback running a lot. So that seems to line up. Plus, they were together for a year when Dillingham was at Auburn. And though Dillingham was not the play caller, Gus Malzahn was, the history there would kind of indicate that you know Bo Nix is probably going to be the starting quarterback. But I think that's a, a solid hire, and it's a guy who has been at a couple places. He's a young guy. It's a very young staff as a whole. There's not, you know, sort of a, a wily veteran, so to speak, who's, you know, like in his 60s or anything like that. It's a lot of really young guys, and that's just sort of a theme that they've, you know, clearly done intentionally, and I'm okay with that because if they know what they are and what they want, then... It, it'll work out, but I'm not concerned at all that there isn't a, you know older, older guy, really, and there's just a lot of, of young guys. Also on the offensive side of the ball, don't know how many of you saw this, but the former wide receivers coach is the co-offensive coordinator now for the Ducks, along with Dillingham. His name is Junior Adams, and Junior Adams, for the last three seasons, had been up at you know, a certain school that is off of I-5 in the Seattle area. We don't need to necessarily name it here on this particular show. But he has the potential to really cause even more headaches than he has for, uh, for the Huskies because he was one of just two coaches on the staff who their new head coach, Kalen DeBoer, coming from Fresno State, he was going to retain. And... I'm not saying that that should be a top priority when looking to fill out a staff, but it feels sort of like an added bonus, right? Like when Tosh Lapoy, for us as Duck fans, like when Tosh Lapoy, the defensive coordinator who I've talked about on a previous episode, when he went to Oregon, or is coming to Oregon, decided to come here instead of going to Miami where Cristobal was, I'm not saying it's the most important thing, but... It does feel kind of good as a Duck fan. Like, sometimes as fans, we're petty. And that, like, that, that's okay. You don't want to go overboard with it, but that does feel a little bit good. So he's been there for the last three seasons. And one guy who he coached during his, uh, his time as a college coach at other schools was he was at Eastern Washington for a little, and he coached Cooper Cup. I don't know if you're an NFL fan, but Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington and this year has become a top five wide receiver in the NFL. He's a tiny little slot guy, and he is virtually unguardable. And he went to, yes, FCS Eastern Washington. You know, the powerhouse that beat the Beefs all those years ago, the year before Vernon Adams came to be a duck. So those are a couple of hires that are significant on the offensive side of the ball, of course, but also just that little that little tidbit in there of him coming from Washington and he was going to stay. The Huskies Twitter account actually tough times in Seattle right now for football. They had they sent out a tweet a little while back about Junior Adams is going to stay at the University of Washington as the wide receivers coach and co-offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not happening. He is coming down south to Eugene and he is on this staff. So a couple of fun things there. On the offensive side of the ball, we'll get to the defensive side and the rest of the staff that, that's notable anyway right after this. Hey, Duck fans, I want to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas 
every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so the other notable names on Oregon's football staff at this point, Matt Powledge is the co-defensive coordinator, and he comes over from Baylor and Dave Aranda's staff, who, by the way, just won 12 games. Pretty awesome season for the Bears. Feel good for them after they won just two a season ago, and you know they thought they had their guy in Matt Rule, and then they, they were down a little bit, but... Happy for them that they're uh, that they got a nice win in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl against Ole Miss. But Powell is defense coordinator, and this is a guy who has done a really good job with defensive backs. Because while he was over there, he coached a guy by the name of Jalen Petrie, who this year was the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year and a finalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, which I believe Verone McKinley, who is leaving for the NFL, sadly is a finalist for as well. But other guys that he coached over at Baylor are uh, Christian Morgan and JT Woods, both safeties. They had three interceptions apiece, and they were both Big 12 honorable mention this year. And the reason I'm glad that they found a guy who has this track record with regards to defensive backs is Oregon's DBs are going to look a lot different next year than they did this year. Bennett Williams is going to hopefully be able to stay healthy, but there's no Mikhail Wright, and there's no Verone McKinley, and there's no DJ James. So that potentially could be a hole on the defense, but you bring in a guy like that to work with Dan Lanning, who you know talked about his capabilities as a defensive coordinator. Having that sort of presence on the staff, or guys with that sort of experience, who have elevated players to the level that you want to see coaches getting guys to, I think is really encouraging for us as Oregon fans. Tosh Lapoy, the defensive coordinator, I talked about him on a previous episode. Like and subscribe if you haven't already so you never miss an episode, but you can go check that out. Um, he's going to finish out the season for the with the Jags, which is fine. You know, It's not like the Jags season is uh, going to last that much longer because that was sort of a mess this year. But 
Here are the other two names that you probably haven't heard as much, but I think are pretty significant. One name is Marshall, I think it's Malchow, and he was hired as the chief of staff for Oregon football, which I didn't know they had chiefs of staff for football. I didn't know that was a title. I mean, every athletic department is probably just different in a little way, but I hear chief of staff, I think politics. But this is a guy who was the associate athletic director for football at Texas A&M. He's also worked in the personnel departments in the past at Washington and Georgia. So this is a guy who is known as uh, capable of helping your recruiting and Look, it's going to fly under the radar, but if you read any pieces about this guy, you know that it was a pretty significant hire with regards to you know having the, the, those sort of glue guys on the staff who are working behind the scenes, aren't going to have their names in headlines. I mean, this might be the last time you hear his name said on this show or any like it, but it's the sort of hire that can kind of get slid under the rug, but is also... I think really important with regards to the potential, again, to build out the roster and get high-level personnel. So uh, last guy that I'll mention here to, to fill out the notable names on the staff, Wilson Love is going to be the new strength and conditioning coach. He will replace Aaron Feld, who's going with Cristobal to Miami. And I will say, I will miss, I will miss the mustache of Aaron Feld because it was indeed grand and glorious. And I'm as a general rule, not a big mustache guy, but Feld pulled it off, and he took a picture with me one time before the Rose Bowl in uh, 2019 at Disneyland. So, pretty cool guy, and, you know, sad to, sad to see him go a little bit, but Wilson Love comes over from Ole Miss, and, again, just continuing to build out that SEC DNA, and you can be annoyed at SEC bias all you want, but last time I checked... They've got two teams in the national championship again, and no other conference has ever had two teams in the national championship in the college football playoff era, and at least since I've been alive. It just hasn't happened. So I think anytime you're able to bring guys over from that conference, I'm on board with it because that's the sort of culture you have to be able to build ultimately at a school like Oregon if you want to compete with the schools down south, which are winning all of the national championships right now. So, let's get to the transfer portal now. That's the staff. Those are the, the most significant names and, and just a little bit on, on each of them. But there was a wide receiver from UTEP who was in the transfer portal and was thought of as you know a guy that Oregon might be going after. And I think that it was worthwhile to go after him or at least be looking at him. His name is Jacob Cowing, and he's a talented guy coming off of a really good season in, um, in, the, in the Conference USA for the Miners down there at UTEP. He had over 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns and caught 69 passes as well. And I, I think it was logical for Oregon to be looking at him. And while I would have liked for them to have gotten a guy who's experienced like this and knows what it means to play college football and be sort of, you know, a number one wide receiver, I wasn't as disappointed about this after watching the Alamo Bowl. And I talked about this last week on the show. Oregon's wide receivers, I think, showed a lot. Dante Thornton was a pretty highly rated recruit. He was a consensus top 100 player, a four-star receiver, and he's got great size. Isaiah Crocker, 
I went back and watched the highlights again from the Alamo Bowl. He made a couple of really tough catches, including one in traffic over the middle that he made look a lot easier than it was. And then you put Troy Franklin in there, who showed potential. And Chris Hudson, I, I think, is poised for a big-time breakout next year. So I feel okay with the wide receiver room. Plus, you got some good tight ends. And, you know, would it have been great to get this guy? Yeah, because injuries are inevitably going to happen whether you want them to or not, and no one ever wants them to. So they just happen, and it's never bad to have depth. It's it's just not, you can't have too many good players. I mean, look at Ohio State in the Rose Bowl this year. They had three great receivers all year. Two of them decide not to play in the granddaddy of them all, and Marvin Harrison's son steps up big time. And then on the other side, it creates an opportunity for Jackson Smith and Jigba, who had been playing third fiddle to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave this year, and he has an all-time performance. So it's just about getting opportunities sometimes, and these are young receivers who are finally going to get their chance to be in the regular rotation, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think Oregon is doing just fine in the wide receiver room and at the skill positions in general on offense. One final break, and when we come back, a mailbag question, and then... Verone McKinley leaving and where Oregon might go after this. Stick around. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 20,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so a question that I came across on Twitter I thought was worth discussing on the show comes from Twitter user at CharmarFN. I have no idea what that is. But question was, and remember, if you want to get a question answered here on the show, just tweet with the hashtag AskLODpod, or you can go right to my DMs on Twitter at Smalls underscore 55 or at LockedOnDucks. It's all open. You can ask anytime. Again, I would love to do a mailbag segment every week on the show, but requires involvement from you, the listeners, for whom, if you recall, I'm doing the show for, because that's who I'm always thinking about. Question from CharmRFN is, anyone think Oregon will have more transfers leaving the program? It's a valid question because the transfer portal, right, and, and this was actually asked before Robbie Ashford, uh, the reports about Robbie Ashford came out, and it's not unreasonable to think that one of those other quarterbacks will leave, as I've discussed. But the other thing is, 
I actually don't know how many more guys are going to leave. Jason Jones left Oregon to go to Auburn, and DJ James is in the portal, and you know he's also pretty close with Jamal Hill, who played in the Alamo Bowl and has not entered the transfer portal. He's been a regular player in the secondary for the Ducks the last couple of years. It's it's probable as Oregon is undergoing a coaching change, even though the staff has done a remarkable job of convincing kids to stay and you know getting recruits to stay committed to the University of Oregon. As I've talked about, they have done a really, really good job, and I've been thoroughly pleased and you know pleasantly surprised, quite frankly, about their ability to do that. But in the new world of college football where kids get a, a one-time freebie, essentially, I think it's pretty reasonable to assume that Oregon is going to have more guys enter the port. I don't think it'll be a lot because, you know, several already have, right? Some recruits decommitted and DJ James in the portal and um, Robbie Ashford in the portal and Jason Jones went to Auburn. It's not unreasonable to think there will be more, but I really don't think with the way that the staff has been operating and the success they have been having, that it that there's going to be you know, some mass exodus that we need to be prepared for. I think the worst of it uh, in terms of the portal has passed. But I appreciate the question. Keep it coming. Hashtag AskLODPod. Would love to just have those answered on the show all the time. Speaking of players leaving, Verone McKinley, first-team All-American, going to the NFL draft. And it look, it's disappointing, but it's understandable because his stock is really, really high right now, and he has turned into just a phenomenal player. I mean, when he first started playing, yeah, he was good for the Ducks. But if you go back and watch a number of the games this year, especially Ohio State or Arizona, he's all over the place. He is a playmaker, a ball hawk, great instincts, good size, speed. I mean, he is definitely a guy who will get drafted in the NFL. Now, the question is, where is Oregon going to go? Um... I don't think, and, and by the way, you might be saying, well, what about Jeffrey Bossa? Jeffrey Bossa is a hybrid strong safety linebacker who they're moving back to strong safety. A strong safety, for those of you who don't know, is different than a free safety. And Verone McKinley is definitely more of a free safety, and Bossa is a strong safety. So Bossa will be the strong safety next year, and then at linebacker, you'll have Flo and Sewell, and you know maybe guys like Keith Brown or maybe the freshman Harrison Taggart will be good enough. Who knows? Uh, Bennett Williams is a nickel cornerback. So when you look at the depth that Oregon has at defensive back, now that you know DJ James is gone, but really just at the safety position in general, there isn't a supremely experienced guy who could just slide right into that role, right? So, for example, if you know DJ James entered the portal, you kind of knew that Bridges was going to be the DB who would slide in and take that starting role from him. Right, and that is what has happened. But while it's unfortunate that Verone is leaving, um, because I would be excited to see what Dan Lanning could have done with a talented guy like that, and uh, Matt Pallage, who you know, as I mentioned earlier in the show, has had a lot of success with defensive backs. I think that the best thing for Oregon's defense in the short term is to look in the transfer portal. Right, we've been hit by it a little bit, but. Looking forward, I think they've got to be able to go into the portal to get a quality free safety, which is 
more significant in terms of defending the pass than a strong safety because, as I said, I love Boss, but he's going to do more against the run and tackling in space than he is in pass defense. It's just kind of the nature of you know how he's built as a player and what what strong safeties tend to do. But Oregon has some options here with regards to the free safety position. And another guy who is on the staff is Demetrius Martin. And Demetrius Martin is Oregon's new DBs coach. There are two names that he's been linked to, both of whom are currently playing for the Colorado Buffaloes, and that's Christian Gonzalez and Mark Perry. Now, Gonzalez is listed as a cornerback, and Perry is listed as a safety. And both guys hit the portal almost immediately when Demetrius Martin left for Oregon because he was the guy who had recruited both of them primarily. So I think that there's a lot of potential there for one or both of those guys. And I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in both. If if Martin is able to get both Gonzalez and Perry, I would be on board with that because bringing in experienced guys to a relatively inexperienced back end of a defense is something that I am on board with and I think you as a Duck fan should be as well. But I would if I could only have one, I would take Perry because we've got more experience with our cornerbacks than we do our safeties right now. And I think that bringing in a guy like Perry, who, again, has got really close ties to Demetrius Martin, I think it makes a lot of sense for Martin because if he wants to play on a better team, come to Oregon instead of being at Colorado. And it makes a lot of sense for the Ducks because it it fills what is pretty clearly a void. That's all for today. I appreciate everyone listening. Like and subscribe if you have not already. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go Ducks.